You're listening to coverage of the NCAA tournament live from Buffalo Wings and Rings at 68th and O on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back to On the Block with Strick and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are live here from Buffalo Wings and Rings at 68th and 0. It is March Mayhem with 93.7 The Ticket. Quick update, finally, our final update, I should say, on some of the scores going on right now. A lot of the game's going final. Uh, Gonzaga has uh, beat Georgia State here 93-72. to North Carolina beats Marquette. 95 to 63 Baylor over Norfolk State 85 to 49 Tennessee beat Longwood 88 to 56 Providence with a 66 57 victory over South Dakota State big upset of the day goes to Richmond who beat Iowa 67 to 63 Memphis beat Boise State 64 53 in the 8 9 game and Michigan with a 75 to 63 victory to open up play today once again a few games set to tip off here in about 12 minutes Teddy Allen former Husker gets his shot at UConn and he gets his shot at tournament magic as the 12th seed New Mexico State plays the five seed UConn at 610 uh, K- Kentucky will tip off with St. Peter's 620 Indiana and the Big Ten are back in action against St. Mary's and at 627 uh, heated rival of Nebraska, Creighton, gets their opportunity at another win in the tournament against San Diego State. So those are some of the games coming up. The nightcap includes Arkansas, uh, and, and, and who is Arkansas playing there? Vermont, looks like. Uh, and then you have uh, Murray State in San Francisco, the Dons, uh, also UCLA in Akron and Kansas and Texas Southern. And then, of course, there's plenty of good games uh, to pay attention to tomorrow. Strick, I haven't told you this yet, but uh, tomorrow I'm going to be leaving an hour early. Jake Sorensen is going to jump in with you here on the block. Yeah, Sorensen, it's you. I, I, haven't, I should probably tell Sorensen that, too. He says, uh, expect plenty of Iowa bashing the whole show. I'm actually, uh, I'm, even though Iowa lost today, I'm going to go see a former, a, a, a band from Iowa, actually, Slipknot. Are you a big Slipknot fan? Uh, I am aware of Slipknot, and a lot of people actually like them. I, I haven't had a chance to really go to any of their concerts or anything, but there's been a lot of people. Yeah. Some of my friends actually went to one in California, so yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go check them out tomorrow. They wear uh, masks and bang mm-hmm. drums and stuff, so it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, there. I haven't listened to them too much since my, uh, I, I guess my uh, maybe like 14, 15-year-old when I bought a, a CD from them, but I'm going to go and embrace my childhood and go watch Slipknot. I also like, I'm a big fan of Halloween, so uh, their masks will help play into that, uh, so that'll be fun. But uh, we'll be out here all day, 11 to 6. I'll be out again until 5 tomorrow uh, for Buffalo Wings and Rings at 68th and 0. You're going to want to get here tomorrow again. We're giving away prizes at the top of every hour from 12 to 5 uh, tomorrow. No purchase necessary. Anyone who stops by will get a raffle ticket whenever they sit down, so Call in hooky, you know, you know, call into work, tell them you're not going to make it because you got to get to Buffalo Wings and Rings and enjoy the great food and beer and the basketball that is here today. Uh, we got to get to some NBA action here as it is time for Hitting the Hardwood, our daily topic, uh, our daily uh, segment here for the NBA. Uh, I have a few different things to get to, but I did want to highlight uh, a game last night where uh, it was a, an excellent battle between the Mavericks and the Nets, and the Mavericks win it again, Spencer Dinwiddie hits a buzzer beater for the second consecutive game, giving Dallas another win. He's been an excellent addition to the Mavericks, and the Nets just continue to lose, so I, I continue to think they might be in the uh, 
you know, seven, eight seed. They might even be in a play-in game by the time that tournament rolls around. They've had a problem getting everybody healthy. Another team mm-hmm. that's had a problem getting everybody healthy at the same time is Golden State. It happened again last night. Um, Curry gets, gets his ankle rolled up by Marcus Smart, who was diving for the ball just the other day. It was the first time in 1,000-plus days that they had the big three and Draymond, Curry, and, and Clay Thompson all out there at once. Uh, did you see the play? There's a big question yeah. and debate out there whether it's a dirty play for Marcus Smart. Diving the ball, for what it's worth, there was no whistle. He got the ball, got it to his teammate. I'm a Celtics fan, so I might be uh, partial in this one. But to me, it didn't look too dirty. Steve Kerr was no. not all too happy with Marcus Smart, though, as they were uh, kind of arguing back and forth there during the timeout break. Did you see anything dirty from Smarty? Certainly, the rest of the play, he actually went down and, cert- and had a flagrant one because he kicked Clay Thompson in the chest going up for a layup that was dirty that was dirty but to me the dive uh to get the ball and rolling up curry's ankles who's had a lot of ankle problems in the in his history in the past um was not a dirty play it was just hustle that's the way i viewed it i I didn't see it in no way shape or form that he dove in a straight line angle towards the basketball as any player to include myself would have done i would have dove for that ball in the same manner uh it just it just so happened that he dove and uh, Steph Curry tried to run to the ball. So therefore his angle. So if you look, if, 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 if Marcus Smart's diving straight angle to the ball and you have Steph Curry taking an angle, which then when they reached the same point, it just happened. To, it just happened to be there. That's just a hap, you know, happenstance type of play. That's not a, in any way a dirty play. Uh, so yeah. that I, the way and- that I saw it. And Marcus Smart is a, is an ultimate hustle guy. I mean, he's, he guy. does all the little things, and that's included. Now, if in the that was Grayson things. Allen, I might have. <laughs> yeah, you might change your mind a little bit there. If it was Grayson mm, Allen. <laughs> if, that, if, if that was uh, if that was if that was uh, Zaza Pachulia, mm, yeah, if, if that, was a, if that was a, 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 a Bruce Bowen. Mm, <laughs> what do you think, by the way, about Marcus Smart's uh, chances of winning Defensive Player of the Year? The Celtics are the best defensive team in the league. He, along with Robert Williams, who's their rim protector, kind of leading the way there. But for what it's worth, it's always a big guy winning Defensive Player of the Year. The last guard to win was Gary Payton way back in the day. Do you think there should be a perimeter defender in the discussion for Defensive Player of the Year? I think the criteria should definitely leave room for it to be, you know, I, I think Gary Payton, Michael Jordan are some of the only ones. It's mostly the big guys, you, you know, forwards or something of that nature normally are the ones because you, your criteria goes towards shot blocking and interior types of defenses. But then exterior defenses as well are qualities uh, that uh, steals and, and th- different things, getting extra possessions, those are all – different means in the criteria that I don't know that have or carry much weight. I think they have to figure out a way to, to rate those, those criteria a little bit different. And the last NBA story I wanted to get to, the Lakers are now 29-40 and 40 after losing Ooh. their game last night to Minnesota. Who's 41-30? Yeah, that's that's not good for what it's worth. Uh, as far as the play-in game for the Lakers go, I think they're two and a half games on San Antonio from not even making the play-in games. They're, they're going to need to do some work to even get to the play-in game for the Lakers. Uh, and things continue to get worse for Russell Westbrook uh, as he airballed a three. 
airballed the three last night. Carl Anthony Towns was making jokes about it, you know, looking like putting his hand over his eyes. Like, where did that one go? Patrick Beverly. Did somebody open the door? Is there a draft? (laughs) Patrick Beverly's throwing the the, the ball on his head, looking around. Westbrook has shot 9% since All-Star break. This is a couple days ago. It might have fallen even since then. Maybe a little bit better, but somewhere around 9% since All-Star break from beyond the arc. And then last night when he was questioned about the Minnesota Timberwolves and their, their players' reactions to his air ball and the disrespect, he said he doesn't worry about them because they haven't accomplished enough in their career. So he's fallen back on his career uh, and his triple doubles and his MVP. It keeps getting sadder and sadder for Russell yeah, right. Westbrook in Los Angeles. Nah, my guy, um, yeah, that's no bueno. That, 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 yes. That's no bueno. And it's not going to get any better. Um, I think Russell, Russell West, Westbrook... Uh, he relies so heavily on his athleticism, and once you're once that begins to wane, um, he doesn't have much to to fall back on. The reason being is because he was a turnover machine when he was at his best. He was a lot of the things are just basically heightened to another level just because he's waning in his athleticism. He was able to overcome a lot of that because of his athleticism. So a lot of those 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 rolls to the basket, a lot of those he, the elevation is not there as much. Uh, they're coming up short. They're rolling off the plays. The jumper, his jumper was never very good. It just his athleticism. He was very streaky. Allowed him to be able to make shots. But yeah, Russell Westbrook, I think he's done easy. Yeah, it's it's not looking good out there for LA. We're wrapping up things here at Buffalo Wings and Rings at 68th and 0. Again, our broadcast may be done, but you're more than welcome to come out and join us. We'll be back tomorrow, 11 to 6. That'll do it for On the Block. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Listening to coverage of the NCAA tournament live from Buffalo Wings and Rings at 68th and 0 on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.